You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast, your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of A Rose Through Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it. You guys have made it to another hump day. That means you have another Wednesday question and answer episode coming for you guys from both the relationship as well as mental health side of things. Then we're going to get into a little bit of insight from a former narcissist. But before we get into that, you guys see my new digs here. Shout out to Julius Photography and more. My buddy, my camera guy, you guys know I love my man. Um, He got us some gear, man. So he not only does uh, photography services, DJ services, but this man is now making clothes. So I told him when he when he at first hit me up, I'm like, is there anything that you don't do? All right. Because he's he's literally a jack of all trades. So shout out to Julius Photography and more. Get your summer photos in before it is too late. And as you know, he always says a picture speaks more than a thousand words. So shout out to Julius Photography and more. Got me some gear. Got me up on my uh, on my official podcast thing. So shout out to my brother there. Now, um, before we get into our quote tonight, guys, I'm extremely excited. I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times in previous episodes, but we have secured a partnership with a company that I'm extremely proud to be representing and to be partnering with. And that company is called The Love Bracelet. And you can reach them at thelovebracelet.org. I got the, the link in the bio. Um, but we partnered up. Uh, and if you use my Instagram tag, CEO underscore ATC, you can go to the lovebracelets.com and get 30% off on any of their bracelets. You guys know I'm big on bracelets. So um, it works out and accessories that is bracelets and accessories. So it worked out really, really well. And I'm extremely excited to be partnering with the love bracelet. Um, I got mine on the way. So as soon as I get mine here, you guys know I'll be I'll be sharing and showing you guys what they look like firsthand. But shout out to the love bracelet. Um, what they do, uh, kind of the premise of their business is that all proceeds that they have for their bracelets go towards domestic violence. And you guys know that we at the quality of love operate from a place of love um, and compassion and caring and quality relationships. So I think that when we talk about domestic violence, that goes hand in hand, what what we're trying to do. Um, We got some other things lined up down the line too, uh, to be able to, to equip you guys with the skills to be successful in your relationships with outside opening back up, let's hope that thing keep going in a positive manner with COVID going on. But man, we got we got some things going on. So again, shout out to Love Bracelet. Uh, go to lovebracelet.org to get your 30% off using the discount CEO underscore ATC. Get you some bracelets, man. Get you some accessories. You guys, again, you guys know I love my accessories. Now that all of the business stuff is out the way, let's get into the quote of the day. And the quote of the day today, guys, comes from a gentleman by the name of Al Davis. If you don't know who Al Davis is, he was the owner of the Los Angeles Raiders at a time. He's no longer with us. So um, God rest his soul. But 
He was the owner of the Los Angeles Raiders. And a quote that I got from him today, it reads, just win, baby. Just win. Right. And that's a quote that I usually or I typically think of when I'm going through a lot of things in life. For me, that quote puts a lot of things in perspective for me, um, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what kind of um, barriers I'm facing, whether it's in a week, month, year, whatever I'm facing, my main goal is to win. Whenever I do something, whenever I, I try to do something, the goal is always to win. So um, last week, I found myself a little frustrated due to some circumstances that were out of my control. And ultimately, I just I got to the point where I'm like, listen, whatever happens, it does not matter. We have to win. So just win, baby. Quote by Al Davis, uh, who was a very um, controversial figure in the NFL, I'll say. But uh, his quote, it resonates still to this day. You'll hear people saying it. One of my favorite quotes, especially when I'm feeling like I have a lot going against me. So just win, baby. All right, let's get into our relationship and mental health side of things with the questions. Question number one. I asked my friend if he still loves his ex and he said, I have love for her. What does that mean exactly? Again, that question is, I asked my friend if he was still in love with his ex and he said, I have love for her. What does that mean exactly? I think when we start talking about, especially gentlemen, when we start talking about um, having love for someone, it means that you appreciated the experiences that you had with them. You have love for them and you um, appreciate the things that they've done for you, but you would not engage in a relationship with them again. Right. You've learned the lesson that you needed to learn from that relationship and you no longer see it as beneficial to continue to engage in a relationship with that person. Kind of like when you say, um, I love someone, but I'm not in love with someone. It's kind of going along those same lines where it's, yeah, I love them and I I feel strongly about them, but not strongly enough to re-engage in a relationship with them because I've learned the lessons that I need to learn from that experience. And now I'm ready to apply them to a future relationship. Right. So that's typically what what a guy would say when when we don't want to re-engage in a relationship that we had in the past. Question number two. What is your best moment with your partner? Once again, that question is, what is your best moment with your partner? I think there was a time, um, and this is going back nearly eight years ago now. um, There was a time where my partner, current wife, um, used to come and pick me up from work. And then she had to go to work at like 5 a.m. So I I I usually worked from four at night, for four in the evening till 12 at a.m., and um, she had to go to work at 5 a.m. So she was working from 5 to like 1 or 2, whatever that time frame is. Um, and she would regularly come pick me up. And this was during our dating dating phase. She would regularly come pick me up from work, um, drop me off home, um, and then go back home and get her a couple of hours of rest and then go to work. Uh, and that, after a while, I think it really clicked for me like this person meant um, meant a little more to me than I than I had given thought to at first, and her selflessness uh, had captured me at that point in time. So I think that was my aha moment with with my wife now wife uh, when I'm like, okay, this this person is so selfless um, and, and and thinks about themselves so much or think about others so much um, that they're willing to sacrifice sleep. So I, I think that was a very eye opening experience for me because I had not had that up until that point. 
And I also needed that at that point in time because I was I was very much still battling with the fact that um, I was a narcissistic individual, right? So I was at a at a crossroads with myself in that I was I was I was not sure where which direction to go, right? So I needed a selfish person, selfless person in my life to show me the ropes and show me that it's it's not always about me. Um, and I think that once that started to happen and I got more comfortable experiencing those things, I started to have more of a social awareness and understanding that other people experience strong emotions as well. We just got to be mindful of that and not not always think about ourselves and get into our own little bubbles. Question number three, what is the bridge between love and hate? What is the bridge between love and hate? That is an excellent question. And I've, as I was reading this coming into the show, I was thinking this is probably one of the my favorite questions that I received in my going on 53. Well, this is episode 53 of question and answers. Um, this is probably one of my favorite questions that I received um, because I really think the the gap between love and hate is simple. It's just difficult to get there. Right. And it involves number one communication. Right. So having an awareness that. Um, People communicate differently and then being receptive to that. And then most importantly, one of the things that I teach a lot about when I'm training is um, making sure that an individual has not only the awareness of someone's intent when they're communicating, but it's, it's through a filtered lens, right? So when we're communicating, we think about what we meant to say to someone else, right? So we look at the intent. Well, I intended to say that I didn't mean for you to get offended or I didn't mean to be offensive. Here's what I was trying to say versus when we look at things from other people's perspective. So if, if someone says something to you, we automatically take it in like, oh, no, they meant to say that or they meant to display those particular behaviors. Start to look at and give people the benefit of the doubt. And once you start to do that, I think what happens is naturally you find a common ground. Communication and common ground are the biggest um, keys and the biggest gap between love and hate. I think if we can find common ground if, and we can learn to communicate and be receptive to different ways of communication, we would minimize a lot of the hate that's experienced in our world and naturally elevate a lot of the love. But that is asking a lot because we all come with our own particular biases and we all come with our own particular ways of thinking. And if we're not challenging those ways of thinking, then it typically becomes pointless. Question number four, how can a heart break twice? Once again, that question is how can a heart break twice? This one was tough when I was reading it. I, I definitely empathize with you um, because I've, I've experienced it multiple times as well. Um, what I will say is that you have to be careful about who you love, about who you give your heart to, who you give your energy to, um, whatever you want to say, whatever phrases you want to put in, because the heart can break not only twice, but it can continue to break, right? As you continue to invest into people that don't necessarily have your best interests at heart, you can certainly experience multiple heartbreaks, right? So um, if you are at the point where you experience heartbreak number two, this is a critical impasse for you, in my personal opinion, because it's important for you to start establishing yourself as someone who's going to set firm boundaries so that you don't allow someone in to your circle or into your world that can break your heart again. All right. So take this time. I know it's it's difficult and much easier said than done. 
but take this time right now to uh, establish yourself, right? Do recognize the things that you like doing and enjoy doing outside of anyone else. So you don't need anyone else's approval or anyone else's say so in doing these things. Do a lot more of those things and less of the things that you don't want to do. Because especially when it comes to heartbreak, I think we find that our hearts get broken because we have a certain expectation for someone else that they can never live up to, right? So um, start giving people realistic expectations and start setting firm boundaries. And I think you'll be, you'll be fine when it comes to heartbreak in the future. Question number five, I, wake up with a, I woke up with a hickey on my neck and my boyfriend thinks I'm cheating on him. How do I explain it was my grandfather's ghost and that he was just playing? Once again, I woke up with a hickey on my neck and my boyfriend thinks I'm cheating on him. How do I explain that it's my grandfather's ghost that was just playing? This one, um, unless he's spiritually inclined, is going to be very, very difficult. Um, and I also have to be frank with you. I would not believe that if you woke up with a hickey on your neck, I would not believe that it was your grandfather's ghost um, just playing with you. That would be a, a red flag for me. I would say a huge red flag in terms of the relationship. Um that if if we were laying together at a point in time and then you ended up with a hickey on your neck, I think that, um, yeah, I wouldn't believe it. I gotta be, I gotta be honest with you. Frankly, I wouldn't believe that this is the case. Um, I would look at it like, yeah, you're they're probably cheating. So that's gonna be a hard sell, for sure. Um, unless, like I said, he's a spiritually inclined gentleman. If that's the case, then maybe he'll believe it. But for me, I, I think that's a tough sell. And I certainly wouldn't believe that that's the case unless there was some sort of video evidence. And finally, question number six. Did the person who promised to always love and be there for you keep their word? Once again, that question is, did the person who always promised who promised, excuse me, to always love and be there for you, keep their word. Ah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, no, no, not at all. I think that it's very difficult to promise someone something like that, that they will, that you'd always love them and you always be there for them. Um, for a few reasons, we don't have a, a timetable on life and we don't have a timetable on how long we'll live. Um, the second thing is that I've, I said this before on this show, I'll say it again. I don't believe in unconditional love because at some point in time, whoever you love or saying that you're going to love or love unconditionally, at some point in time, you'll develop some resentment towards them. Not necessarily hate, but some resentment towards them. And I, we can do a little activity here. Just take about 30 seconds to think of somebody that you uh, love to death, right? So your grandmother, husband, wife, kids, whatever, whoever it is, think of them, somebody that you love to death. Once you do that, now think of a time in which this person has pissed you off to the point where you either wanted to whoop their butt or you had to get away from them because you're going to lose emotional control. All right. And thinking that unconditional love exists, then that then that wouldn't happen, right? You wouldn't, you would never get upset about to about to with, excuse me, someone you love unconditionally. So again, I just that's a little activity I like to do to let you know that you're setting yourself up, really, if you think in terms of unconditional love. Try instead to practice unconditional acceptance, right? When we talk about unconditional acceptance, that's functioning and meeting someone where they are in terms of love in a relationship. So uh, if someone says they love you and they'll always be there for you, 
you're not looking at the end game like, oh, okay, they'll always be here for me. I lo- they'll always love me. You're looking at it and taking it in day by day, moment by moment, so that if the moment ever comes that they do decide that they they'll leave you or that the relationship isn't going to work out for them, they can just transition on and you'll t- accept it and take it for what it is, which is things happen. Relationships don't always work out. What's the lesson that I needed to learn from this? And how do I now move forward? All right. So um, it's very, very tough to promise someone that you'll always be there for them and you'll never leave them. Because again, we don't have a time frame on our life expectancy, number one. And then number two, there's so many different dynamics in relationships that it's best to just take it moment by moment, day by day, um, unless you've been in a long-term relationship. And in that instance, when you've been in a long-term relationship, you figured out your partner's behavior and kind of what makes them tick and what doesn't make them tick. So um, you can move accordingly from there, right? But when you hear people say they'll always be there for you, they'll always love you. um, For me, that's a red flag, red flag right away that um, you need to be mindful of this person's actions matching their behavior. All right. Let's touch on some insight from a former narcissist. We're a little light with the insight from a former narcissist uh, inbox questions this week, which is that's rare. I haven't seen it being this light in a long time, but we still got three questions. So here we go. Question number one, what lies inside the mind of a narcissistic person who hurt you so deeply? Once again, that question is what lies inside the mind of a narcissistic person who hurt you so deeply? I would say selfishness, right? If you have dealt or are dealing with a narcissistic individual that hurt you deeply, at the end of the day, they only think about themselves, right? So they're not thinking in terms of, oh, well, you know, I should I should go ahead and apologize or I should make amends for all of the negative behaviors that I've displayed. It's just not typical of a narcissistic individual. They're thinking more along the lines of how can I continue to take advantage of you? How can I make this situation worse for this person? And how can I continue to elevate myself in this relationship, right? So if you're looking for empathy, sympathy, um, caring gestures from this individual, it's just not a realistic expectation for someone who's a narcissist. Question number two, if you had the perfect opportunity to crush your narcissistic ex in the same manner in which they hurt you, would you take it? Question number two. If you had the perfect opportunity to crush your narcissistic ex in the same manner in which they hurt you, would you take it? I have to be honest, up until probably about a year ago, I think I would say, yeah, absolutely. 100%, I would take every opportunity um, to devastate someone, to hurt someone, um, to push them down. Um, But I do realize that after time, Um, Over time, I should say, especially after working with children who experience uh, heavy trauma, I don't think it's beneficial to punch anyone um, in any way, shape or form, whether they hurt you or not. I really think it's it's best to leave vengeance to the Lord as it as it's been said in the Bible, as it's been said open and publicly. Um, It can be tough to take that route. I know I swear I know I can be tough to take that route, but I don't think it. I don't think it's there's any benefit in getting a revenge on an individual because especially a narcissistic individual, um, because they'll realize the error in their way sooner or later at some point in time. Right. So either they grow old and realize the relationships in their lives aren't really genuine ones or they just continue to lose people 
time and time again, right? Until they and just bouncing from supply to supply, supply, which is again still not beneficial or still not um, conducive to a long-term successful relationship. So um, again, I know it's hard, but try to have mercy on that narcissistic individual as opposed to trying to punish them. It'll be better for you in the long run, right? It'll make you um, more of a healthier person. And finally, question number three, have you thanked the new supply for coming along to take your ex-narcissist off your hands? Once again, have you thanked the new supply for coming along to take the ex your ex-narcissist off your hands? Heck no. I was just done. I was out. I was like, woohoo, good luck. Good luck there, buddy. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll send you a postcard, man. Uh, no way. No way. I didn't thank anybody. I don't even want I'd I'll let him figure that out on his own. Right. I didn't, I don't want to thank anybody about anything. I'm just happy to be away from that situation which you should be as well, right? You should be happy to just be away from the situation, to just be away from that narcissistic individual because their behaviors don't ever change, right? They just, again, go on to a new supply and it's on up to that supply to figure it out, hold them accountable for their actions and move forward from there. But no way, I'm not telling anybody anything. As long as that narcissist attention is off of me and onto someone else, that's up to them to figure out kind of how to navigate that and how to deal with that person in the appropriate manner. All right. That's it, guys. That's all we have for tonight. A shorter episode than what's been typical. But you guys know we're here to answer your questions. So please get those questions into us at TQLP20 at gmail.com. Once again, our email address is TQLP20 at gmail.com. Or you're more than welcome to hit us up on our Facebook page, The Quality of Love Podcast. Don't forget, if you are into accessories and you are into love bracelets or just accessories at all, bracelets, um, or if you just want to donate to a good cause or have purchased something with money that you know is going to go towards a good cause, please feel free to use my CEO underscore ATC tag or a discount coupon at thelovebracelet.org to help with domestic violence. We partner with them for a little bit here. Uh, again, they raise awareness towards domestic violence and they make donations to people who are um, experiencing domestic, domestic violence. And they also try to equip individuals with skill sets to be able to navigate situations in which they're experiencing domestic violence. So shout out to Love Bracelet, man. They reached out to me. It's an amazing partnership. You guys know how much I believe in love, how much, how strongly I feel about love. So I just think it, it made sense for us to partner. And go get your 30% off. Get some accessories or something, guys. Also, don't forget my boy Julius, photographyandmore.com if you're looking for any type of apparel, DJ services, or photography before the summer is over. As always, guys, remember, the quality of love and relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love.